0: Thank you, Brother William. Uh, This is Katie Moulton live in the studio for another WFHB Firehouse Session. And I'm here with Carrie Ann Hurst and Michael Trent, otherwise known as Shovels and Rope. Welcome.
1: Hi. It's good to be here.
0: Welcome to our our humble home. Uh, Is your first time in the station, I'm guessing?
1: This is our first visit to the station. But
0: not to Bloomington. No, I think it's
1: our our, our second official visit uh, in a professional capacity to Bluebird.
2: <laughs> no, we've been a couple of times here. We we came here with Hayes, I believe. Oh yeah, way and, we, back.
1: and we played the Bishop the last time we were yes, ma'am. in town.
0: Oh, very nice. Well, they got a show tonight at the Bluebird this time. Um, so if you could start us off with the song, tell us what you're gonna play.
1: Oh yeah, well, um, I guess this is this is a, a, a new song from our new record, and this is called "When the Devil Is All
3: Around." <laughs> when the devil devil is all around got you crawling on the ground on your hands and your knees with an apple in your mouth you will know how far you'll go Day late to turn back. be a good man gonna do the best I can though I'm a shell of the man that I once was and if I find forgiveness in the eyes of God it'll be our one I show you Cause when the devil is all Falling
0: Thank you so much. That was great. That's Shovels and Rope live in the WFHB studios. That was The Devil is All Around from their latest album, Swim in Time, came out this summer. Um, But I guess first I'd like to just go back a little bit um, and talk about how you guys came together as a duo. Um, I think you were both solo, are both solo artists with bands. Um, So just back to the beginnings
2: there's more were at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um we had um I had I was playing with a with a band, uh, a bunch of guys from high school, and Carrie had a band of her own and we had we met opening for this band called Jump Little Children and uh, we were both, you know, we were we were both opening bands on that bill. And um that's how we first met each other at least
1: that's right and over time just charleston is a really convivial kind of cooperative music community and we all end up playing in bands together this gig that or the other in the bars and uh at at a certain point after we were already married we were you know playing music in bars uh and then started to travel as a duo side manning for each other on the weekends and just became apparent that we should give ourselves a band name and stop parading around like two separate (laughs) songwriters
0: uh Pretending to be each other's sidekick, you know. So marriage came first rather than shovels and rope necessarily. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. We had we, we didn't plan to be in a band together. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems to have worked out so, <laughs> far. <laughs> so, so far. So far, so good. good. Yeah. Um. So I was wondering about that. How? What is the songwriting pr- process like for you? How, how does your collaboration happen?
2: It's different every time, really. It's like um, sometimes one of us will bring in just a little tiny nugget nugget of a song and um half
1: an idea even barely even an idea
2: yeah not even a full nugget (laughs) and then um sometimes it'll you know it's more it's more like half a song or sometimes it's a whole song it's really different every time
1: Mm -hmm. every now and then there'll be a song that is actually 89 90 complete that that one person has no confidence in Mm -hmm. and then the other person will basically like Give it a good bath. Give it a nice bridge. Put a bow on it, and all of a sudden, it's a great song.
0: Does it go the opposite way too? Do you get? Do you have like one veto or something I, I veto, on an album? I can oh. only have
1: one. I, I vetoed a, a lyric, and actually, the next song that we're gonna play, and I, that, I vetoed a lyric, and Michael came up with a much cooler lyric. I won't specify as to which because it's not important, but uh,
2: communication is key. Communication is
1: key. We <laughs> talked it out, and,
0: and we have, and it's a better song for it. That's good. Um, So I always think of you guys as sort of having a DIY approach. Oh, be joyful, which blew up. But you guys sort of did that yourselves, recorded, engineered it yourselves Mm -hmm. um, and got a ton of exposure since then. Swimming time is big. Um, So I'm just wondering how that has changed, how like just just bigger audience, more exposure has That's changing how you approach making music?
1: Well, the funny thing, it really hasn't changed much. We made, uh, we we did make O.B. joyful ourselves, and we kind of, we made the skeleton of it at home and then fleshed it out on the road. This record we made ourselves again, but we had a smaller period of time, but we were home for about four weeks, and we recorded the record at home again, and we, and we did it really, and our ethos is kind of the same. Uh, we record each song to suit each song, and we kind of use what's laying around and keep it interesting, and try to reflect kind of what we do live.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. We we did it ourselves again. We were we you know we we were home. We recorded maybe a a few parts while we were out on the road, but you you pretty much said it. Um, we don't really I don't know it, it it works for us to to make our own you know to to make music. Um, our own way instead of going into a studio with a producer just because, um, I don't know, I think I, I think time is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time on the road and it's nice to not be on the clock and also it's nice to be in control of your own finished product, you know?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, just seeing you guys perform together and you sort of have this little magic thing, you might want to keep it protected. So I get that. Um, so Charleston is home, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but on the road, a lot of the time lately yeah fortunately we have
1: uh, (laughs) you know we have work and work is always good good good
0: work when you can get
1: it i think is the expression um but yeah we have uh we live in charleston which is very quaint beautiful Mm -hmm. city we kind of live out in the country uh because we travel so much we found that uh the peace and quiet of a rural setting was a good counterbalance to um the you know to the travel that we do
0: yeah can you talk about what geographic influence might be on your records I and mean, all that traveling um, I Charleston?
2: feel like in uh, on Ob Joyful there was a little bit more geographical reference and on Swimming Time we were gone all that time and I think we were thinking about home mm-hmm. so maybe we were maybe some way that creeped into the to to the writing. There's a lot of
1: water on the on this record though.
2: Yeah, yeah how
0: did that develop?
2: Well, we, you know, we live in in what what they call the low country and it's always flooding and it's, you know, uh disaster is is imminent. And um you know, it's just something that crosses our mind quite a bit. Um you know, there there are a lot of songs about water on the record and and only one of them really has to do with uh, you know, global warming yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> only one song <laughs> so so you were consciously thinking so the other songs don't have to do with uh global warming well no melting I mean, ice caps
1: no but i do find like maybe it's because we see water every day and we kind of live in you know we look at life you know for better or worse through this kind of prism of you know what the tide is doing and <laughs> And so it just so happened that this record had a, you know, there was a record about the Stoner River that's near our home. And then we were thinking about my dad and wrote a song called The Fish Assassin. And we wrote, um, you know, uh, just, it, it just kind of kept, you know, popping up. Uh, and then we didn't did really
2: ju- realize it until at the, at the end when we saw, when we had our pile of songs and, and we said, whoa, you know.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, a- we can't write new songs now. We've got to make this record. So I guess all the songs are going to be about water. Let's just call it swimming time.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't have much of that here, so maybe you brought it with the weather. You're bringing yeah. a little water you're, here. To you're live. welcome. Please, for the rainy day. We're landlocked. <laughs> um, so for those people who haven't caught you before uh, live, what's what can people expect from a shovels and rope live show?
1: Well, it's definitely um – you know uh, we we I try to tell people we are kind of like a two headed monster we're like <laughs> we're like a big octopus with two heads there's a, as much noise and racket and harmony as can be created by f- four arms, four legs, two heads. It's exciting it's at moments um kind of raucous and uh and wild, and then at moments it's really tender and fragile and I think that um th- it's definitely something to see um we're always hanging on for dear life, and so even when things are going wrong, I think it's somewhat entertaining to the audience, <laughs> but uh, we're well-practiced and real greasy from the tour and ready to put on a great show, so I hope uh, we'll have a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I managed to catch you at uh, last year's Austin City Limits Festival, and it was great, um, but I remember it was a really, really hot day, but I felt like it was even hotter on stage between you guys. You, there's so much chemistry Um I just wonder how you sort of how I you get in sync ink. on stage. <laughs> well, it's so well, all we
1: can do to keep our hands off of each other when we're on stage. No, I'm j- absolutely, just kidding. It's always funny because we're just communicating. Yeah, you know. And there um, could
2: be, yeah, we do. I mean, we check in with each other uh, constantly throughout the show, and a lot of it is because a lot of the show is off the cuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like eyebrows. Are you gonna? Are you gonna go there? You know, we're just. Try- we're just. Um, we're just communicating. We're just we're talking about music.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when the when the pitcher is communicating in sign language to the catchers, like which ball to to throw. That's kind of like what we're trying to do up there. It's yeah. mistaken for romance. <laughs> We've been
0: married ten thousand years, for Pete's sake. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. And with as much as you guys are sort of changing roles and stuff, song to song. So, um, so you've been on the road a lot. What do you not leave home without? What keeps you sane? Our dog. It's true. Oh, you bring a dog on tour with yeah, you. Yeah,
2: he's been with us he's six mm-hmm. and he's been with us um since before this you know, since I guess before the band really. Yeah. We um, took him everywhere. He's been he's been on every tour.
1: The day we got him from the pound the pound as a little fur ball. He put we put him in a cardboard box and we went to work that day at the poorhouse and we used to play this gig every Monday on the deck of the poorhouse in Charleston, and he sat out there in that cardboard box and we couldn't hardly do our gig for looking in the box to make sure that the puppy was okay because he's like crying and hungry. It's like uh, he's he's been on on stage or on the road with us his whole life, and he absolutely keeps us from losing our minds. And yeah. I think the crew, too, at this point, I always sometimes argue to
0: leave him home with the in-laws or something, and they always protest. Do you think about, you know, having him help out with load-in or something or maybe take up the tambourine or, you know, get, get it.
2: We've talked about getting, a, like, a backpack uh, <laughs> situation for him where we, he could pull his weight, but really he's just mostly m- good medicine. Yeah,
1: he's just mostly something nice to give you a kiss after the end of the day
0: <laughs> yeah that's real good well i think we got time for one more song if you oh, do yeah. one more here's shovels and rope what are you guys going
1: to do well we're going to give a shot to uh marianne and one-eyed dan it's a song about a couple people uh who i guess they find romance in in a diner called the circus all right <laughs>
3: was a waitress at the circus. Dan was a writer for the Delaware Locale Observer. Just 21 and just two months out of the service. Missing half an eyelid, so he had to wear a patch. That's right. Mary Ann introduced herself to Dan. She said, do you like the menu? Or do you need me to read it to you? Halfway angry, half turned on, and half complained. Well, he took her by the arm and went out back to make a match And he said, so long to my former life, to a worried life So long, so long to a harder life,
2: to a trouble life So
3: long soft glow of the sunrise the moon was still awake and all the generators lowly humming She picked a flower and fastened it on to his bad eyes she said come on let's get married i think we might get along and she said so long to my former life to a selfish life so long so long so long to my bitter life to a troubled life so long never slept he had nightmares every night of rain and fire on those bloody beaches just then a the dew drop from the flower and then he wept Marianne you are a melody and I think I wrote a song it goes like so long
0: Shovels and Rope live in the WFHB studios. They're playing tonight at the Bluebird. Thank you so much for coming in and and spending a little time with us today.
1: Oh, we're so happy to
0: get to come and see you. Thank you
1: for
2: having us. Yeah, Yeah. thanks so
0: much. Thanks. And a big thanks to Jim Lang, Dan Withard, Hilsa, our engineers, and also Jim Mannion, music director, and thanks to Brother William for letting us break into his show. As always, this is Katie Moulton with the WFHB Firehouse Sessions. We'll catch you next time.